if you've ever wondered, Dennis Seal, how you um, how you get to be like me, two Strength spoons fertilizer for, yeah. for approximately how long? 10, 20 years? Uh, yeah, 15, 20. 15, 20 years. Yeah. Good. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust: Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan, or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained. Legends On the moors of Devon, there lurks an invisible force which appears before those travelling on its isolated roads and forces them off their path. An old wives' tale, perhaps? Or is it, this week on Unexplained Legends, the hairy hands of Dartmoor? Much older builder took a bit of the asbestos and took a bite out of it. You know this about me, Dennis. A lot of that stuff is political correctness gone mad. <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Asbestos Len. <laughs> uh, and together we are the Unexplained Legends. We are indeed. The, you know, in last week's episode, have you ever heard of the Mandela Effect? Yes. Where people, yeah, where they feel like their memories have been altered to mm-hmm. confuse them. I've had several people message me and say, how come there was only one Unexplained Legends in this week's episode? I thought there was two. Yeah, well, there were two. But here's the craziest thing, is that when I was editing it first time round, I thought there was only one as well, and I had to go back and find the second one and edit it. But, like, honestly, no exaggeration, multiple people, two people messaged me and they said... Yeah, I was, I was, you're lucky you, you clarified that because I was going to question your several remark. What? What's, several? Your, what's your definition of several? One. <laughs> so more, Yourself. One, greater, greater than or equal to one. That's several to me. <laughs> and, you, and you included in the one. Uh, so in, now, now we're back to zero. I'm not always included in the one, but in this case... You're very convincing when you be. say lies like that. But no, 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 this is... Uh, I, I was making light of that. I did Several people, genuinely, three people did message me. How many people messaged you about it? Three people. Three people took time out of their day to message you about that? Yes. To what? To what? Where do you get the messages? Directly? In some cases directly, in some cases through like uh, various inboxes. Can we put a stop to this, media? please, right? Any correspondence, right, that's to do with the show, please send unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. It's the official line that we need, right, so we can back these... Back these rumours up. <laughs> back back all these lies up. Okay. All right, back to today. What are we doing, uh, what are we doing this week? Uh, because it is Halloween, we're doing yet another spooky... We've had a spooky, spooky, a spooky couple of episodes now. We've been really enjoying them. Yeah, you told me, I don't know if somebody got to you or not, but you said we have to lay off aliens for a while. Uh, Raj, we, we do have to lay off aliens, and we have, and I'm glad that we did. Did somebody get to you, Dennis? Did no, they? no one got to me. It's just said, just take the, take the, the focus off of aliens. You it just kind of came to me in an encrypted message kind of a thought. Is uh, it through the inbox? Yeah, uh, it's through the, another inbox that we have that you also don't have access to. Okay, okay. The, well, I, I it's Unexplained Legends at the CIA.com. How did you get that domain? I don't know. What's going on there? <laughs> Just one day I woke up and I had like the passwords and usernames. Password PSYOP. Yeah, they said as well that there's a certain um, like word that if they say it, I'll go off and do something terrible to some politician. But I, I don't know. This week, Dennis, we're doing something called The Hairy Hands of Dartmoor. He was one of my favourite characters in Star Wars. Have you ever encountered the hairy hands of Dartmoor before? No, all I'm thinking is the hairy hands from Father Ted. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Ted. Mm. Ted, they're not gloves. They're very hairy hands altogether, aren't they? The hairy hands of Dartmoor. Yeah, Dartmoor. In Devon. In Devon. Yeah. Okay, right. So he's not like a Sith Lord or anything. No, no. So hairy hands of Dartmoor. And Harry, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell this could be. Is this where an entire town... Is Dartmoor a town? Uh, I think it's an area. I'm sure there's probably okay, a an town area. in Dartmoor. Yeah. Are, you, are you saying that everyone got hairy hands in this place? No. Is oh. that your guess? Is that your, uh, that'd be my guess. Or else someone has hairy hands and they're going around like feeling people up? Yeah, no, not that. Stealing? Either. No, no. Just... You see, I'm trying to imagine why they'd only focus on... Is it, is it like Adam's family, two hairy hands? Oh, you're getting closer to it. Really? They're not, they're not connected to a body? Listen. <laughs> Listen. Put, a, right. pin, put a pin. Brilliant. Put a pin in both of those Put hands. a pin into my big ball of pins. The 
The desolate and remote area of the Devon countryside, known as Dartmoor, has long inspired supernatural tales. From giant wolves to the devil himself, there are many myths which have sprang from the area. In June 1921, Dr. E. H. Helby, the medical officer of Dartmoor Prison, along with his two young daughters, 12, no, his <laughs> two young daughters, brackets, some reports from the time claimed that they weren't actually his daughters. I, you're so scared that there's going to be some like weirdo that loves Dartmoor who's going to come out and say, Rog, you're wrong there, actually. That's the... They're the governor's daughters, Egypt. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're doing this because later on there's like a huge, there's a theory there that absolutely cracks in half if we don't have this in the correct way. Is that why you're doing it? No, it's it's not. It's it's genuinely just that I don't want somebody to fact check me and go. I, I'd actually- say you don't. That'd be the worst thing that could happen <laughs> to you. Is someone fact check you. I'll, I'll get to it at the very end, but I actually did a bit of fact-checking myself when I... Uh, for once? That's with, nice. Great. <laughs> I found, uh, in the research for this, I actually found an error in somebody's work. It's did a very, you correct them? I, I might email them. How many ranks did you have afterwards? Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Wait, so there's Dartmoor, right? Yeah. So that's a prison. This guy works there. He's potentially bringing another person's daughters, like, somewhere. Or his own, bring or them his home or something. Bring, bring them to the prison. Bring them to the prison. They're not criminals now. I saw a Spanish program on Netflix that was very like this. What was it? Where this guy brought his daughters to the prison and then there was a riot broke out. Probably not the same thing. I'll leave it up to you then. Do you want them to be the governor's daughters or his daughters? Yeah, governor's daughters has more stakes. I think so as well. I think that's yeah. a bit cooler. Okay, okay. In that case then, Dr. E.H. Helby, the medical officer of Dartmoor Prison. Along with the two daughters of the governor of the prison, <laughs> we're riding along. Two girls. He two he two young girls in the, in the car. It's it's confusing. Whatever way we do. It. Okay. Okay. They were riding along. But if you don't stipulate that the two girls are related to anyone, then it's just going to throw people off even more. You just think it's a saucy doctor riding around. With <sighs> I two. don't know what age these girls are. Raj. They're. Uh, it, he's not a saucy doctor. <laughs> He's not a saucy doctor. They, I didn't think he was. No, no. Probably make their own way there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, go on. They were riding along Carter's Road on Helby's motorcycle on their way to the prison. Wait, what? There are three of them on a motorcycle? Two in the sidecar. Is there a sidecar? Yeah. Wow, okay. People, people don't use sidecars anymore. Not as much, no. No, no, but there were, there were sidecars here. When suddenly the doctor lost control of the vehicle. In his desperation, he told the two girls to leap from the sidecar as he didn't believe he could keep the vehicle on the road for much longer. <laughs> Luckily, the, the two girls jumped from the sidecar in time, but Dr. Helby was not so lucky, fatally careening off the road. This was surely a tragedy, but there was nothing to raise the suspicion of locals yet. Good, I'm glad there isn't because it just sounds like a normal... Vehicular accident. 1920s car crash. Yeah. Typical. Also, it's a big risk as well if you tell people to jump out of the thing because you probably will lose control. Let's say they're there, the governor's daughters, and he says, here, jump out. I'm going to lose control of the bike. They jump out, get killed stone dead, and then he gets control of the bike. Ew. Like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> and he's the medical officer. I'd probably go back, put him back into the car, put scarves in him and goggles and stuff, and then drive him in and go, oh, here, they're down there in the sidecar. <laughs> well, what happened to them? Are both dead? Are these real people we're talking about? Are yeah, these it, registered as being killed. No, no, they they are. He died. Yeah, they're real people. Okay, the, the, those two those two survived, but are definitely dead now. This is 1920. Oh, thank God. 1921, even I think. Yeah, yeah, 1921. When I heard that thing about sidecar, I did picture. Do you know in um, in Wallace and Gromit mm-hmm. when uh, I think Wallace pulls out the little hitch attaching the sidecar and the sidecar just goes off by itself that's like that's what i would have done if i was in this situation pull that out sidecar just keeps going along the road yeah would it not lose control no it wouldn't it wouldn't and we'll get to why it wouldn't in in a second up until this point you know locals just think oh car crash that's very sad very sad but nothing too suspicious about it several weeks later a coach driver also lost control while travelling along Carter's Road at the exact same location. 
What? I'm just laughing because I'm still trying to fit in the hairy hands. Okay, okay, yeah. Do the hairy hands take the wheel? Shut up. Oh, no. You can't be serious. So, one of the people is going to survive and tell them that hairy hands up. took the wheel. Shut up. You, you gotta shut up right now, okay? okay. Or, or or the episode's over. <laughs> okay, here we go. Still, however, the people of the area dismissed it as nothing more than a strange coincidence. It wasn't until August of that year when a local army officer experienced a similar loss of control along the very same stretch of road. Once again, being forced off the road by an invisible force. But this time... Wait, we know, they never said it was an invisible force in the last two incidents. It's because they died, Dennis. Yeah, but no one ever brought that up. So why are you saying once again by an invisible force? Well, we don't know what pushed them off. We don't know why... If a person got in a car crash on their own, one man car crash, would you say an invisible force caused the car crash? I think there'd be some questions. <laughs> I think I'd have some questions, Dennis. You'd probably have some questions after this episode, I'd imagine. I'd have some questions. <laughs> So, once again, yeah, an invisible force forced him off the road, okay? Mm-hmm. But this time, the person lived to tell the tale. The captain relayed the horrifying story of a pair of invisible hands which had gripped his handlebars and wrestled control of the vehicle from him, causing him to crash and nearly end his life. Thus began the tales of the hairy hands of Darth and they're hairy as well. They're, they're, you'll, we'll get to the hairiness. Okay. All right. So we've just started off. You're saying that there is two motorbike accidents. There is a... Uh, one motorcycle, one coach, and then this is another motorcycle accident. Yeah. I said two motorcycles. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. thought you... Re- oh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got a coach yeah. um, going as well. We're, we're going to get more into it. I guess there's more like research and stuff put into it after this. Is there... There's, there's more, yeah, but just, just have to see how long I have to stay talking for. If, if, you, if you have stuff to say, I'd suggest you say it. <laughs> okay, Grant, are we getting divorced? <laughs> um, so we got the hairy hands thing. If this is a ghost, this is the probably the ghost with the most amount of like input in this world that we've come across that they can control the world. Yeah, that we've come across. Okay, that yeah, we've come yeah, across. Yeah. yeah, over the last you know twenty something episodes. So this guy has got some power. This guy has some force. Yeah, an invisible force. And, he, and he's, he's hell-bent on just killing people. And so I assume that he may have gotten a similar accident himself. Oh no, my hairy hands, they're losing control. Avenge me! My hands aren't hairy at all. Are your hands hairy? Uh, oh, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Hairy Hands. <laughs> what, what? There isn't a fucking hair on my hands, and you're saying you're hairless. What are you doing? What are you? Do- what were you doing back in 1921? <laughs> what this? Is, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> this is this is what fucking fertilizer does. To you. It is just on a topic of um, cars flipping. I must have told you this story before. That my aunt totally flipped her car. Happened to flip the car like a minute from our childhood home, and my mother was freaking out. Because uh, she like saw it happen, she's like, "Oh my god, you have to go down. You have to go down to my dad." Uh, the, the car has flipped, and uh, my dad goes down and walks up to the car, leans over so he can see through the flipped upside down car, perfectly flipped upside down car. And my aunt is still seatbelt on, hanging upside down from the seat. That was. Oh hi, Roger. How are you? <laughs> so the hairy hands of Dartmoor. We yet to have evidence of the hairiness. They're yeah, just the they haven't hand. brought that up yet. It hasn't seemed to be a big thing yet. No, it, it, the the invisible hands of Dartmoor though doesn't have the same ring, does it? No, I think it does. The invisible hands. The invisible hands of Dartmoor sound. Um, yeah, that sounds spooky. The hairy hands of Dartmoor sounds. Well, we know what that sounds like. You think so? I think yeah. the hairy hands sound spookier. Hairy hands, like hairy hands, sounds kind of uh, comical almost. Oh no no no! I think it sounds. I think it sounds terrifying, spooky. Oh yeah, no, it does. It does actually. know what I've thought about it. Yeah, yeah it no, does no, sound spooky. No, I'm giving you a stern look. It, and it you, does sound really you, spooky. You remember we're doing an unexplained Ooh, podcast in the middle of Halloween? You're spooky. Like, oh yes, yes, yes. It it, it is in fact spooky. Uh, okay, well we'll get back onto. Well, if you thought that was spooky, Dennis, right? <laughs> you thought that was spooky. So thus the tales of the hairy hands of Dartmoor began. 
The story was picked up by the press at the time and took the country by storm. The story of the invisible hands even prompted individuals to investigate previous accidents along the road to see if the hands had claimed any other victims. This is when the two other stories became amalgamated into the How do you investigate something like that then? What was the and the individuals were they the police? The individuals were let's say uh lunatics. Lunatics no, in the nineteen twenties. They were members of the public. Yeah. Right. They were members of the public, but they were very um Members intrepid. of the public doesn't fucking mean anything. That's just like everyone. They were everyone. Yeah. Okay. But these people were were, were these people were worried that the hands might claim more victims. So they were like, we have to investigate. What were the ha- have the hands done this before? How would they find would they out though? Like, as in, obviously, if people are dead, then they can't find out because they didn't find out from the first two. So it's only this guy. We've only this guy really to that like survived the crash to rely on. No, there's more. There's more. Okay. So sure enough, Dennis, right? people came out and said it, but they didn't want to say it at the time. <laughs> oh yes, well, they're right not to. They're well, right not to. <laughs> close, close. They looked through old newspapers from the time, and sure enough, <laughs> hands wreak havoc. Fuck <laughs> <off guard. laughs> oh no! <laughs> we missed this headline. Sure enough, there was a series of reports from around the 1910s, which claimed that individuals riding bikes in the same area had been shocked when they veered off course, as if controlled by an invisible force, on the exact same stretch and, of land. But is this what they said in the articles? Yeah. Those people said... Like, wow, it felt like I was driven off the road by an invisible force. Or did these members of the public... Members of the public is a great phrase. It sounds like they're actually part of something. You know, like it members, like, you know, like a golf club or something. It sounds like a, an indie band. Hi, we're the members of the public. We're so happy that you came to see us. Yeah, yeah, great. See a few phrases from Oxbridge here. Now let's go. Yes, from it does. The 2000s, it, yeah. it, it, gives, it gives it, again, just a certain level of authority that actually means nothing. So, well Me- done again. Member of the, as if you've had to apply yeah. to become a member yeah. of yeah. the public. Yeah. yeah, it's one level above just being an everyone. Did did these intrepid reporters, did they add that in and say that, like, okay, I see that this person was driven off the road. Therefore, I am going to say that they must have thought an invisible force knocked them off. Or are we talking about actual quotes from the article where these people said it themselves? I would say... I would say... I would say... I would say is it, a bad way to start. I would say it was in the articles originally. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. Probably, it's yeah. weird. It's weird the way some things you'll you'll just be like, yeah, Grant, I'll just go out on a limb and just I don't know, but I'll say fine. You don't mind being fact checked on that, but but the, the is it because it's impossible to fact check fact check it? Um, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I think it's improbable <laughs> that somebody would do it. Some, somebody could look this up afterwards and find the discrepancy between the two the two daughters thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think somebody's going to be looking at the 1910s newspapers. If anyone is out there and wants to look that up, unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. Remember, that is the only official line of communication for anything on I'd, the podcast. I'd really rather if people didn't do that, though. Why not? They, just because I wouldn't want them to waste their time when I know I'm right. Okay, all right. So we've got more people coming out now. And this guy seems to be, the hairy hands seem to be very attracted to bikes. Yeah, in particular. Uh, what, yeah. What's at the front of a coach? Is, is Are we talking about a horse or is that like a truck or what is it? Good question. I think actually, yeah, you're right. It's a horse. Yeah, it's a horse and horse and cart. All right. So he, he's he's again using two things at the at the front to yeah. drive the horses. Reins. Yeah. But no steering wheels. So just handlebars. He hasn't quite caught steering wheels yet. Oh, he's oh, we could could happen. It could it could happen? Okay, could happen. The next thing though, Dennis, it's gonna like things are gonna escalate severely. Up until this point in the history, the victims of the hairy hands were at least isolated to those traveling on the roads of Dartmoor. However, that was about to change. Renowned scholar of folklore and comparative religion. Theo Brown recorded the story of a young couple who were camping in a caravan in 1924 and had a harrowing encounter of their own. Is it a caravan as we know it? Well, this is what I was going to say, is that this prompted me to look up 1920s caravan. And I'm going to say it's not, I wouldn't feel the most secure. I wouldn't feel very secure in a caravan anyway. 
But I wouldn't feel the most secure being in that. Okay, you know, uh, a 1920s caravan is, you know, when you get a fridge and it comes in a massive box <laughs> and then you put two wheels underneath it, two wheels. That's what a 1920s caravan is. Yeah. No handlebars, though. No handlebars. Horse driven? Surely. Good question. Nothing else would take that in the 1920s, would it? Two bikes? Two bikes, yeah. Two big, strong bikes. Two, big, two strong mountain bikes. bikes. Yeah. Rally BMX. Yeah. <laughs> when did you learn to cycle? Uh, I, oh, I think I've, I've told you this. I, I was a, a late learner. Uh, we didn't have any bikes. Pubes real early, but learn to cycle real late. Yes. And I wanted to get a bike, but my mom said, I won't buy you a bike until you learn, or like, until you learn to cycle, which oh, is yeah. genius. This came up. Yeah, this is genius, really, from a parent, because how the fuck are you going to do that? Found an old rusty bike. Penny farthing. Yeah, with the chain off it uh, around, around the farm at home. Took it and used to just ride it down a really steep hill. Mm terrorizing myself falling over constantly i've scars still to this day all all on my like right side of my leg just from doing this over and over again until eventually i learned to balance on a bike uh provided i could get the right momentum around it so to demonstrate to my mom i ran really quickly with the bike and jumped onto the keep in mind it had no chain so i couldn't actually cycle it jumped onto the bike and would ride around the momentum of the bike and I said to my mom, oh, you have to buy me a bike now. And my mom looked fucking like the world had just ended. She's like, oh, I didn't think he was going to do it. So why did you, why do you have scars all over your arse and legs from the bike? What, like, this, oh, it took me ages to figure out how, like, to actually But traditionally, like, just absolutely mangling yourself isn't, like, wouldn't be the most traditional route. Like, the first couple of times you fell off and got scarred, which must have hurt at an intense amount. Yeah. Did you think, like... I should probably start a new way of doing this. There was no, there was no new way. You know me, Dennis. What about getting someone to hold you up or whatever? Uh, well, who was going to do that? Your brothers and sisters. No, no, we're not. What that do you kind mean? No, family. no. That's what everyone does. We're not that or kind friends. of family. No. What about some country friend? No. What about the old hobo lad who lives behind the shed? He, he. I didn't trust him with this particular. <laughs> yeah, but if you got to learn a bike out of it, he'd get his. You'd get yours. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, that's what that's what I did. Just fucking, and that's the way I do things to this day. Just keep going, no matter how, no matter how fruitless they are, no matter how much it hurts. Keep getting scars. Just keep doing it. Keep and repeating. It, and eventually, man, your mom will buy you a bike. Simple yeah, as that. Be devastated. Yeah. The in hindsight now, I realise that my my mom said it because she didn't want to say we can't afford to buy you a bike. Yeah, I know. I think that was clear to everyone. Yeah, that yeah. It was uh, financially destructive to her. But hey, I got a bike out of it. So. You did. <laughs> They, they couldn't uh, pay their mortgage for a couple of months, but you got a bike. Got a bike. Only rode it about twice, gave up then. Yeah, threw it into a ditch yeah, didn't for the really, next lad to yeah, yeah. take <laughs> scar his arse up and down a hill. The, and that's still to this day how people in Farron learn to ride bikes. <laughs> so we looked at that caravan, the 1920s caravan. That 1920s caravan is, uh, like I said, a box. Just a cardboard box, uh, a couple of wheels in it, like literally a couple of wheels. Um, I wouldn't be, feel too safe in it. And just out in absolute wilderness, happy with that, yeah? Uh, terrified. Terrified. Yes. Also, I don't know, like, what are they going to even, what are they doing out there? They're, they're going on a... They're know, going, they're, you know, we know what they're up to out there. <laughs> they're going to be, uh, they're going to be tipping over that caravan if they're not I careful. wouldn't let them out there in that caravan, go the, through the wall in it. That, I honestly... You know, you've stayed in caravans a lot. Yeah, the years. The, all sorts of caravans. I've stayed in caravans as well myself. Not much privacy in a caravan. Uh, you mean in terms of sound or vision? Uh, both. Like, they're cramped. Yeah, oh, they're very cramped. Oh, you mean for the people internally in yes, the yeah, caravan? Yeah. Yes. No, not a lot. The, this one must be just nothing. There's no space at all. How do you even be inside it? I'd imagine that you just have to be a couple. When you're a couple, you don't really have to shield yourself from much. Would you, do you think that they, keep in mind as well, no toilet in there? Yeah, well, that's obviously going out the, out the back somewhere. Yeah, and also, do you think you're, there, you're doing all your cooking outside as well? Uh, probably. That wouldn't have an oven in it, would it, in the 1920s? I don't think, Dennis, it looked mostly cardboard when we looked at the pictures. I've stayed in caravans that would be mostly cardboard and they've had ovens in them. I, it, it can't have an oven. My mother brought a deep fat fryer on holidays once, and uh, when we arrived down, it obviously uh, still filled with oil, spilled all over the caravan. <laughs> And then Rice Krispies had burst as well and had coated the place with a nice layer of Rice Krispies on the horrible carpet that was down the middle of the caravan. 
Oh, that sounds. And did so you I wouldn't underestimate what could be inside in a caravan. <laughs> did you ever get that smell out or the? No. No, no, just forever, just smelt like a fish and chip shop. Yeah, pretty much. What's we that? had it one time. Uh, she uh, must have been around the same time. Uh, had a chip pan fire inside there. No, it in w- the caravan. Do you know what happened? Was we didn't bring the deep fat fryer on holidays, and that was my mother's only form of cooking. Just like put everything into a big fucking bowl of oil. Yeah, she, a saucepan with oil inside in the caravan that went on fire, and then she ran out with a hot pot of oil on fire out of the caravan. And just threw that outside. And I was just thinking, like, a kid there, just <laughs> anything, like even a dog or something. <laughs> so they were out there, Dennis, staying in this caravan in the Dartmoor wilderness. When in the middle of the night, the young woman was woken from her sleep by a sudden sense of fear. She rose from her bed and looked around the caravan only to see the terrifying sight of two disembodied hirsute hands opening one of the windows of the caravan and beginning to make their way inside. Okay, that is very creepy. I would yeah. not like that. Question though, right? Because yeah. I, I call this that they were disembodied, right? Supposedly. Yes. Are we saying that only the two hands of this ghost are visible because if they're working in tandem, it kind of leads you to believe that they are the rest of the body is there somehow, or at least that the phantom body, phantom structure is there behind hands. So we've a, we've a few options, I guess, is what you're talking at me. One is you're saying it's two coincidental hands that happen to have formed a pact. Yeah, that are working together yeah. perfectly. They're, they 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 handshake, but it's very awkward because one's a left and one's yes. a right hand. So and they're like, we'll we'll haunt people together from now on. Or alternatively, you're saying it's just the hands have survived. This guy has put all his ghost energy just into the hands. Yeah, like as in the hands are just visible to humans. The rest of them is not visible. Okay. Okay. Because I'll put it this way. But it is there, you're saying. I'm saying that, yeah, I'm saying the body is probably there. But like as a ghost, whether the hands are materializing as kind of, you know, the... uh, what do you call it? like the human world the, you know, in, the, the, the living world he's in the spectral realm where his hands, hands are true yeah, but this yeah. is the thing you see did the hands climb up the caravan or did they come like at hand height of someone opening a window they're like a drone well, well I'm not saying they're a drone <laughs> but they might appear like that but you know what yeah. I mean like, like as in if she looked out the window would she see the hands running across the grass I think uh, yeah I, I think the hands are sans body they're free floating i think that so they can crisscross each other and stuff like they yeah. can climb on top of each other like spiders yeah yes yes yeah i do think they could do that okay um but you you've given me a terrifying sight of the hands being attached to like a cryptid like a let's say a chameleon type mm-hmm. cryptid thing and there's just really long arms like spindly like snake-like arms coming yeah. off the that's that's creepy and frankly, unrealistic. I think that it's just these two um, hands that are free floating. They do their own thing. All right. Well, you see, you've caught yourself here now. Why? Because if it's only two hands, how will they have more strength than a, a person with a body behind them? How can they twist the handlebars on a motorbike? Because, Dennis, I don't think you're understanding this. They're putting all of their spiritual power just into the hands. Yeah, but mechanically it doesn't work. They can't. They can't. They they, they can like open a, a door or something, or like you know, like or, or the little fasteners on windows or something. I don't know. They can't. They can't twist the handlebars on a motorbike. Why not? There's nothing behind them to do it. Dennis, they're they, they're they, they can't punch someone. Let's say. Do you think they can punch someone? Yeah, they can punch someone. They're being spectrally Bru- controlled. Bruce Lee, one inch punch. Yes, they're being spectrally controlled in this. They're getting. Are you powers. saying so? They can fly. Yes, they can fly as well. Yeah. Can they blow up? Uh, no, they can't blow up. <laughs> they can't blow up. They, they can fly. And they might have laser sight. Uh, Isn't, are you saying, well, I mean, you are saying, because you have to say, is it stronger so than your average human hand? Yes. And it also can push and defeat all the kind of like basic laws of physics. Y- yes. And it can fly away. Yes, probably, yeah. <laughs> So, so these no longer crawl. They're flying hands with the, with the power of floating. I with would the power think. of everything. Floating. They're not crazy. No, they can't. Fl- they can float. Okay. They can't fly like. 
They can't, you know, they, they're, they're not... They can't just, fly. Like, you said they can fly. No, Why are not, you putting it back on they're me? They're not just going to shoot up into the air and go to Spain like Team Rocket, just off. Yeah, they're going to be, like, floating around... I get the floatiness. Yeah. yeah, I understand what you mean. Like, classic floaty ghost, where they kind of go up a bit, go down a bit, go yes, up a bit, Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what they can do. And they can maybe get as high as, like, um, seven foot, and then back down again. Yeah, you see, I would, I would think that if they really were twisting these handlebars and stuff, that there'd have to be a, a ghost behind them. No, but no, I think where you're getting confused is that there I'm, is. I, I, confused is a strong <laughs> word here. No, I think where you're getting confused. Is, I think where I'm gaslighting you is. No, there is a ghost behind them, right? But not. No, it, you said you said uh, there's, you said there's ghosts in them. Yes, ghosts in them. Two yeah. separate ghosts, by the way. No, no. In you this, said they're two separate no, no, ends. Two they separate could entities, be, but like in this, spiders. No, no. But in this case, no, no. They they work independently, but they're the one. They're controlled by the one entity. Oh, so there's an entity controlling the hands. The hands are not independent. Y- yeah, the hands are the hands are independent of a body. Yeah, but I mean, as in, like the hands can't make their own minds up. Individually. No, no. The hands are like tools so they're acting together. They're tools of a higher conscious. Okay. Conscience. Yeah, yeah. Conscious. I got it right first time. Yeah. The hands, this is where you're getting it wrong, right? Okay, tell me where I'm getting it wrong. Okay, this is where you're getting confused. Uh, as you think about it. The hands, right, cut off at the wrist, let's say. Two mm. free-floating hands. You're saying, to demonstrate on my laptop screen, you're saying... I know, but we're in a podcast, so yeah. you're going to have to... You're saying that they don't have the power to push it like this, very gently. Yeah, they can't, they can't push or pull anything. No, that's where you're wrong, though. Okay. Because their power is being sourced... From the spectral world. So imagine, imagine it's like a ghost is in VR. And it's just his hands are in our world. Roger, are you going back to my theory? Are you now, <laughs> are you now saying that, you, that my theory is your theory? No, he's, he's not here. Like, like as in, he, it's not. Yeah, 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 he's not here. It's yeah, just his hands. It's not just an invisible guy where, look, I can see the hands. No, I, if I'm, I grabbed I'm the, saying the wrists, fo- yeah, or the or the if I grabbed the arm behind the hands, yeah, in our world, there's nothing there. You wouldn't be able to grab it. Yeah, it's exactly what I was saying. Okay, okay, go on then. No, what, there's what, no go on. Then. No, what were you, you said that there were two two spider hands. That's what we started off. I with. said that that could fly. Yeah, right. I was saying that there is like a ghost behind them, controlling them. It, not physically behind them. Uh, well, like, as in uh, physically for the mechanics of it. No. Like that it has ghost arms. No. No. All right, okay, Grant. So explain then so how your say, physics are working. Let's say this is the w- the, the wingspan of a, of a human, right? I have my hands outstretched, right? Yeah. He can make the hands go further than that, I think. <laughs> okay. You know, he can just... Stri- so you are saying that there is no ghost behind these hands? It's, it's better to think of it as them being two drone hands... Right. Right. Two drone hands being controlled by the mind of the ghost. Okay. Are you saying then, though, to make the handlebar turns and stuff, that they are in almost spectrally jet-propelled? Yes. I think that is exactly... <laughs> is that what you're getting that at? That is exactly is what, what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. Well, it's handy, isn't it? So it's like... When the, I take these out of your head and they don't even exist there. That there's spectral power pushing the hand. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you thought of that theory. That's yeah. unreal. So that's how the hands are so powerful. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it. Yeah. It's amazing if you just talk for long enough how you'll get a a reason for it. I think that that's fairly obvious that that's how they were working. It's fairly obvious. Why didn't you say that at the start then? I was trying to, but I think we were getting... we were getting uh, lost our communication between yeah, each other. I wasn't other. giving you enough theories to get the answer. <laughs> no. I understand. So, right, the woman... That's wh- I'm telling you, if there's, a, if there's an award just in, for this podcast, that's one of the, the biggest ones you've ever taken us on. <laughs> what where we've worked back to the exact thing i was saying at the start no but it, you'll acknowledge it's slightly different but even all the way along like me saying it's jet propelled and all this stuff and then you're saying yes it is yeah but, but if it was like that why did you say that because i was having trouble d- describing it in a way that i felt like you were going to understand it you said there were fucking flying spiders y- yeah at one point yeah flying independent spiders they, they have nothing to do with a guy they are independent yeah, but what we were saying was like spiders. Two spiders are not connected by a, a conscious being behind them. They're just two spiders running around the place. Yes, but let's say they're two remote control spiders. No, but you just said two seconds ago 
that what you what what we were saying was different to what I just said. I thought what you were saying there is do you just mean that they're two different things like the entities can cross over each other and can go off on their own and stuff which I think they can. Yeah, I mean now that you've had time to think about it. That's great. I don't listen. All right. Okay, so we're establishing right now, right, for this story where you are coming from mm-hmm. is that there is a ghost remote controlling these two hands that have jet propelled spectral power that can- <laughs> That can uh, that can basically act as very very powerful maneuvering objects in this world. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly what I'm proposing. Okay. Well, I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and and I think when you lay it out like that, it's a pretty reasonable proposal. It, it is. It is. It is. All right. So, so to go back to the caravan, woman's woken up. She's terrified. She's seen these two hands jet propel themselves into the. <laughs> Into the caravan. <laughs> Into the caravan. Oh, take a little latch off the window and coming through, right? And they start making their way towards her sleeping husband. Husband never woke up. The woman claimed that she could feel that the hairy hands had a murderous intent and sought to do harm to her husband and her. Imagine a husband, right? You're lying down with your saucy holiday, right? It's about five o'clock in the morning. You go, oh, what's that? <laughs> Who's crawling up me? God, her hands are a bit hairy tonight. And then do, 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 do. And you wake up and it's just two hands. Zip. Oh, no. Two hands jacking you <laughs> off in the caravan. One of them jacking you off. One of them rubbing your face. Joking. <laughs> Out of instinct, the woman made the sign of the cross. Oh, dear God. Are the hands going to retreat? And she claims that the hands recoiled in fear. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. Ah, that, so that... Just if you can yeah. just imagine the hands like a cat, a re- cat, a cat getting like uh, well, you know the back up, yeah, like, yeah. The hands really mugging it, is like mugging to the camera yeah. as well. They're like, oh no, and shaking. So we're also saying that the hands can emotionally um, express themselves, so they can feel fear, anger. They can at least feel fear. Yeah, but I mean, there wouldn't be too much of a like. They can be happy. They like, could probably laugh in their own ways yeah so they're they're quite like fairly intelligent so while they're being controlled <laughs> they're being well, how can they how can they recoil in fear if so, they're if they're being controlled by so a guy so you're saying when the hands are angry you know they force okay when you're scared thing. do your hands go back up like cats uh might do depending yeah. on the fear i'm picturing the hands as well after they've just you know, killed somebody on the road, and they're obviously delighted with that. The two hands floating in the air, just going, ha, 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 ha. Okay, so the hands are evil. I yeah. mean, in the, uh, in the kind of Christian way. Yeah. You know, as in like they're part of hell, it seems, or something, a demon, perhaps. And if you bless yourself, uh, you, you can get them to go away. Yeah, so she made the sign of the cross. They recoiled in fear as we went through. And then she said they skulked back through the window from whence they came okay and and they went off and what about the guy who was asleep getting choked and stuff did he wake up uh he he did wake up but he just went oh what are you doing did he see the hands no what was she up to what What was she up to caravan window open she's obviously just after coming in from another caravan he wakes up she's standing up there she goes Fucking hands on the window outside. Oh, God, they're the scary hands. Oh, you won't believe this now. They're the scary hands. They're all over my breasts. Oh. Do you, do you think there's any chance that she was trying to strangle her husband? Like, in, in his sleep? It could do, yeah. And then when he woke up, she was like, oh, you won't believe it. That's probably more believable. You won't believe what happened. Than her being dropped off by uh, another saucy number at the caravan. It, it must have been very hard to drop people back, like, after having affairs in the 1920s. To where? To caravans? Yeah. Or just in general? In general. Like, because, do you know what I think would be really hard in that scenario is you're obviously probably riding a, a bicycle, mm. like we mentioned. So you, she's gone off, she's had the affair. The guy's come back on his bike and then, like, drops her off. I think it would take you all your power in the world not to ring the bell as you're going off. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were dropping him off as well, you'd have to crash and get scars all over your arses and legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, and, and I'd have so to get a be push. Quite silent. I'd have to get a push from her again when I'm taking off. Um, and of course, when you're cycling off, who's to say the hairy hands aren't going to come uh, and knock you off? Yeah, I thought you said wank me off for a second. I didn't. I didn't actually say that. No, I know you didn't, but I thought you did say that. I know. So bizarrely, Dennis, 
Tales of drivers being forced off the roads around Dartmoor have continued for nearly 100 years. With the most recent incident to make it to the national papers occurring in 2008, when a local man, Michael Anthony, claimed a pair of paws appeared over his own hands while driving and steered him (laughs) off the road. Whatever the explanations, locals still urge caution to those driving around the Post Bridge. What are you meant to do? What are you meant to do even if they caution you? They say don't drive around these areas at night. Just at night, just avoid them. Yeah, avoid these areas if you can. And to this day, Dennis, the hairy hands of Dartmoor remain unexplained. I can't believe it remains unexplained. I thought we were going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raj, we've now introduced paws. Yes. And how does a paw wrap itself around the handlebar? So when he said paws, I don't know if he's using the the colloquialism. It's like, (laughs) get your paws off me. Or if he called them paws because they were so hairy. Maybe they've gotten more hairy over the years. Or is he saying they're literal paws? Well, I mean, if he says paws, we have to take it as paws. Why wouldn't he say hairy hands since he knows that their hairy hands is the the name of the thing for the past hundred years? It's just, I think he's just... I think, I think you're just, I think you're, you can see how troubling paws would be introduced into the story and you're deliberately avoiding it. Well, no, I'm not deliber- deliberately So you're saying it. that it could, these could be an animal paws, animal yeah. ghost paws. We're going to get to that in, oh, in, in no. some of my theories oh, no. now. All right, bring on the theories. Okay, we don't, we don't have many theories. Okay? <laughs> okay, okay. We don't have many Confidence theories. to no confidence. Here we go. Don't have many theories. First one is it's just like an unexplained demon thing. How does the demon work then with our ghost, uh, you know, spectrally jet-propelled hands? Well, how does the demon come into that? That's like it's demon power. Is it's demon power, like, is, is that sitting at home somewhere? Is that in hell? The demon, yeah, is like in, in hell, maybe it's in the locale. And it's just controlling two hands. Yeah, or maybe the demon takes the shape of two hands with spectral jet force power. But it is hanging around the living world. Uh, in the form of the hands. Okay, so similar enough to the ghost thing then, except it's just a demon. Yeah, it's just a demon. What? Uh, it's like administratively different. Does a demon appear as a ghost? Or like, or can it appear as a ghost? What's a demon? A demon, it's like a, a demon is an evil spirit. But it doesn't necessarily... I guess a, I guess a human ghost can be turned into a demon, maybe. Yeah, demons for me have always been kind of, you know, sent from hell. Yeah. Not necessarily ghosts, but more spirits. Yeah, yeah. Like a succubus type yeah. thing. Yeah. Could be goblins as well and stuff. Yeah. So they're kind of the demon type area. We're in the same ballpark. All right. Okay. So we're saying it's pretty... It could be the same thing. Could be a demon. Yeah, could be a demon. Um, any uh, reasons why um, this place Dartmoor is being haunted so bad by hellish stuff and known from the devil things and all that? Well, it's um, you, you're you're familiar with the Moors. The Moors, yes. The Moors of Devon, very misty, very hilly, very um, like ancient place. Okay. Also, there's a prison in the area, Dartmoor, famous prison. Maybe there's a lot of evil energy, a lot of spooky energy around there. There would have been a lot of like. Were people killed there in that prison? Uh, oh yeah, loads of people would have been killed there. I'd say over the years. <laughs> I'd say over the years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe, probably. Yeah. So that you're talking about a lot of dark spiritual energy in in the area, and obviously mist is scary as well. So it would have probably all. Yeah, and you mentioned there as well. There's lots of hills. There's lots of hills. One thing I know, misty hills. Well, uh, under the hill is where is where a lot of in a lot of folklore, under the hills and under mounds is where evil spirits used to live. Okay, but you're not you're not too much on the demon thing, are you? I think for me, uh, I would say 55% leaning towards ghost, 45% demon. To me, I'm not, if it turns out being demon in the end, I'm happy with it. If it be, if it's ghost, I'm happy with it as well. So just going back to the last episode that we did, the Black Monk of Pontefract, right? Yeah, yeah. Was he a demon or a ghost? He was ghost. Okay, but what would upgrade him to be a demon? Oh, so I th- think this is the best way of thinking about it for me. A ghost has its origins from the human realm a demon has its origins from the spectral realm all right so you can die you head down to hell yeah and then they cut you a deal and you come back as a demon yeah i think that's possible okay. it, it's kind of depends it's like what scene you come up in 
So ghosts, they come up in the human world. They're maybe their shit or unresolved in the human world, and then they become a ghost. Okay, so could you give us an example of why a demon would come back? A demon, a demon might not come back. A demon might be from hell, like you said. Oh, originally from hell. Yeah, yeah. So he's created in hell. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Oh, I thought I thought a demon would have to come from the living world down to hell and then sent back. I uh, I think that happens a lot as well when they're stuck. You know. Yeah. But I think that it, but that's only like temp work. Yeah, yeah. I think in some cases it's like. Temping. Listen, yeah. listen, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll send up one of our own, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense then. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, none of it makes sense, but you get what I mean. <laughs> what do you mean none of it makes sense? So the next one is that the hairy hands were the ghost of a convict who tried to escape. All right. One of the suggestions is he tried to escape when being delivered to the prison. So he broke out from, let's say, the back. Do oh. all the accidents happen in the same direction? uh good question i i couldn't yeah it was a long shot you'd know that they i couldn't confirm that that would be very cool if they're all heading towards the prison and that's why all the stuff was being thrown off the road yeah so this so that's kind of that this idea is that oh the the, at some stage in the past a prisoner has tried to break out of his like cage in the back of the coach and grab the reins to force it off the road yeah and that he's just reliving that and so the intrepid reporters then that were going through the newspapers and stuff did they Mm. find someone that broke out and matches this no oh spooky yeah yeah that's spooky isn't it so why didn't they record it exactly what were they getting up to why didn't they record it seems pretty suspicious to me very suspicious so or or the whole theory suspicious another version onto that is that it's just a ghost from one of the from like one of the prisoners that died in the prison and he's come back as these ghost hands. And that he just uses them to wreak havoc. Or maybe area. he's trying to stop people from going into the prison. Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't... He doesn't <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, doesn't, he doesn't want people going in there. So, he, you know, he acts in this crazy way to, you know, not let them live the life that he lived in there. That's fair as well, yeah. Next theory. Aliens. What? Well, probably not. But I just thought I'd throw it in for all time's sake. Well, what's your theory then? Don't throw out the word aliens without giving me a theory behind it. They're actually alien technology. What's alien technology? The, the, the hands? The hands. Why was it? Honestly, some of the decisions aliens make with technology, I just don't know. <laughs> Why are they going off choking that lad in the caravan? Uh, just testing them out. Testing them out. When did they choke a, a cow or something? They, they might have done that before. Yeah. That was never covered. That didn't get make it to the news though. Cattle mutilation. That's where it could be coming from. They oh, throw they, a punch with a jet propelled spectral power the into the side of a cow. Boom. <laughs> Is there any actual factual evidence going back towards any of these theories of even a person that existed that was involved in an accident or drove a truck or like a prison coach off the road or anything like that? Next one. You might like this one. Have you heard of the black dog of Dartmoor? No, I haven't. Okay, we'll cover this in another episode. But the black dog of Dartmoor is this idea of the. It's, do you know the hound of basketball? <gasps> the basketball. Wait a minute. The black dog of Dartmoor, the hairy hands of Dartmoor. One man was driven off the road by paws being put on his steering wheel. Yeah. The black dog, with its probably opposable thumbs, which I'm sure you'd explain as some sort of spectral power, that this one has thumbs. Yeah. Are you saying that that dog drove him off the road? Saying that the dog, the black dog of Dartmoor, which the hound of the basketballs is inspired by. It's learned to drive over the years. It's now learned to drive. And for years... Has it learned to drive? Because it keeps crashing, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. It hasn't learned to drive, but it's learned how to put its hands on the wheel mm. and pull people off the road. Pull people off on the road. And the, it's learned how to do this with its um, spectral ghost powers. It's leveled up. It's got gained new powers I over am the years. so fucking disappointed in myself that i have invented the spectral jet propulsion because that is going to explain away so many stupid theories in the future i think it's a very sound it's a very sound uh, explanation it's the opposite of sound it's in my notes you didn't invent it what you have spectral jet propulsion written in your notes yeah do you want to put a picture of that up on instagram um it, uh, i'll do it during the week <laughs> yeah you will do it during the week what are you typing um uh, <laughs> right this is the final theory then all right i just want to put you in my shoes you've yeah. built up every one of these theories mm. and they've been lacking right but you've given them the, the the weight behind them as if this one's gonna knock me out of my socks so why have the theories been lacking 
well, you made one of them up, Rog. And then you laughed at it. You said, I invented that. <laughs> yeah. One of them is about a dog uh, learning to drive, who obviously <laughs> can't drive. <laughs> that, that makes it so much more believable. Because that's why he's having trouble. A dog isn't able to drive. He's had 100 years to drive. <laughs> he's trying. And we've given him opposable thumbs. He's trying, right? How can he change gears? His arm's too short. But that's why he keeps going wrong. Okay. Anyway, what's the last theory to send us home? The last theory... <laughs> oh, my God. Go on. <laughs> the last theory is somebody suggested, I think maybe in the 40s, that there was a giant magnetic rock in the moors of Dartmoor and that it was just when you hit it at a particular angle, the magnets would try to pull you off the road. I like that one. Yeah, but how does it explain the hands? Well, the hands are made up. They're not made Everyone up. Everyone made them up. What about the caravan thing? Are you then? giving me a theory that destroys the hands? No. Why have you not realised you've just done that? No, because the caravan. What about the caravan? That woman saw the hands well, come in the caravan. Not, that's not necessarily even connected. It is. That could be completely... Th- oh, the other thing as well is, right? Do you think these are the only two pairs of hands that are going around the place? Yeah. No, they're not. You think there's, there's more sure, ghost there hands? There has to be more of them going around the place. Okay. But you've just given us a theory at the end of the episode that if true means that all the rest of the stuff is rubbish cut that out then <laughs> cut, cut that cut that out cut that out all right i think we should say goodbye we should actually start saying goodbye on the podcast I think. okay okay, okay yeah. so goodbye thank you for listening to the podcast i've been dennis len and this is roger sullivan um if you want to follow us on social media please do but also share it on your social media oh yeah definitely do that because mm-hmm. uh, that's the best way for us to get new listeners yeah and we want to get big and strong and um, leave our jobs so please do it Yes, um, and once again, we are the Unexplained Edge. And as always, please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcast. And above all, go and tell your friends to come and listen to this podcast as well. And then we can all have a big party like it's Sesame Street. Unexplained Edge.